Hey guys, welcome to Voyage Trekkers podcast on the bridge. Today I'm here with the creators, Nathan Blackwell and Craig Curtis. Why don't you guys uh, tell me what you do on the show besides everything? <laughs> uh, I'm Nathan Blackwell. Um, I uh, co-write and direct and basically edit uh, Voyage Trekkers. Uh, my name is Craig Curtis. I am also a co-writer and co-creator. I also uh, play General Kang and also the Robot Info. And also, you write the novella. Correct? Yes, I did. I wrote the Voyage Trekkers novella as well. Gambit right. of Chance. Gambit of Chance. We're going to talk all about that stuff. First of all, I want to just talk about, you know, um, let's talk about the the differences between season one and season two first. I really, I really want to know what you guys, both of your takes are on, on both of those seasons and how they're different. Mm, okay. Um, the okay, yeah, because obviously season two is not out yet. Um, the the difference is is that um, they're a little longer. You know, like the average episode for um, uh, season one was between two minutes and like five minutes. Um, now we're kind of pushing it in the five to seven minute zone. So there's a little more story. More yeah, there's yeah. more exactly the. The, the first season episodes, especially, in fact, if you're dividing it, you could say that there's a difference between, there's the first part of season one and second part of season one, which isn't necessarily in the order they were uh, shown, but in the order they were shot, because right. there's a, a six episode set to start with that was really very much a, uh, a series of, of sketches. Yeah, of just yeah. like like little pieces of what would have been a larger episode. So it's right. just like I, I definitely noticed like one of the what some of the episodes were like those like uh, they're so quick that it's kind of like that setup punchline episode. Right, right. Know? And then there's the ones that are more like extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, one of the reasons for that is is originally Voice Trekkers is only going to be uh, six episodes. And so we we just did it for fun. We did it kind of as a lark, um, and then it was like that was that was a lot of fun. And so we all got back together again and, and decided to fill out a ten episode season. So really, the episodes that that have just a little more extra to them were the ones that we went back and added in. Oh, okay, so did you did you had already filmed something for that episode, written it, and then you went back and added more? Like no, no, we 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 added four more episodes to the season. Oh, it just got you that excited that you right. wanted to do more. Yeah, and so we we did um, the language barrier where uh, Sunstrike makes fun of Lieutenant Jada. That one's probably my favorite from season <laughs> one. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then we did um, the clutches of General Kang, where mm-hmm. Craig plays General Kang. Um, and then we also did uh, uh, the formal charges where they're in the they're in the boardroom because we felt like um, between Sun Sunstrike and Reyna, Sunstrike disciplining Reyna. Yeah, we we felt like there wasn't enough uh, between the two of them. There wasn't enough banter. There wasn't mm. enough fighting. There wasn't enough their, their relationship. That, honestly, now that's the show for me. Is is them going back and forth and and you know. Logan's character, Commander Powell, just getting crapped on, and and that's the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. for season yeah. one at least. Yeah, and then you I'd... bring in all the cool, you know, side characters, villains, that sort of right. thing. But season one was with just the three of them, really. Uh huh. It was the yeah. The season one was definitely about the trio. You had you had uh, uh, Lieutenant Jada in there for a few episodes. You had the occasional villain like General Kang. You had the you know outside influences, but ultimately season one was about the core three the, mm-hmm. the 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 triad of of command on on the ship and what i like about that is you guys have built a foundation to now uh you know grow yeah we're building off of that foundation for season two exactly so season two uh, a lot of really sexy awesome people come on board <laughs> yeah. i mean i know that like who sure. <laughs> well uh ricky Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you've got, you, obviously, uh, there's a lot of talk about the bridge, and your fans are really excited about that, and, and mm-hmm. I was amazed. I, I I will say I was the only cast member, am I right? Yes. The yeah. only cast member to help out <laughs> to build the bridge. Yep. It, One it, of it, the arms of uh, <laughs> Captain Sunstrike's chairs I helped slightly with. 
<laughs> mainly just asked your your people what to do and they they told me and kind of right we, we've got a picture of you working so there's proof at least there's the picture right basically documentary they, they took yeah, the picture once, and then i left yeah once yeah once, <laughs> once you posted to facebook you left it was weird you <laughs> didn't even it. say goodbye <laughs> but uh no i you know craig and i were we're talking um one of the differences between season one and season two also from like a story standpoint is that season one is kind of like the original Star Trek to where it's all episodic and like you could completely watch them out of order uh, and not necessarily know. Um, but one of the things we want to do with season two is actually kind of make it a little more like Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. to where there is those, there it's, are those episodes. It's not necessarily yeah. a connected storyline, but the the episodes kind of flow into one another in a a more linear fashion and yeah and and then we also and then we do also have um some continual storylines that are introduced into season uh two um you know i don't think i'm giving too much away by saying that um the last four episodes of um season two are actually all connected they're all one story that's really cool i mean i don't think you probably i don't think honestly as a as a fan of the show um, I don't think that you could have done that without the foundation of just let's get our fans, let's get them hooked, let's make them laugh, let's show them that we know what we're yeah. doing, yeah. and then build upon that. You don't want to see right away like you know crazy, like even a little bit of drama mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, I, and you guys I, have started to add that just little little doses. You're still very the, unique, yeah. but um, little I, bits. Why don't you guys talk about that? Yeah, I I think it has to do with. In season one, you see that a lot of the the episodes are actually very um, premise, uh, you know, uh, based. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, oh, this would be funny. We're o- we're almost kind of doing a nod towards this. To where the characters themselves are not driving this the situation. The situation is driving it, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're acting kind of in, in, within it. And plus, they're so short. Uh, there's not too much breathing room. Right. And so the characters are, are a lot more in charge. There's a lot more comedy that comes out of their behavior for the second season. Um, you know, without giving too much away, uh, when I was on set, I really felt like you guys kind of made uh, The Remarkable, the ship, um, another character almost. <laughs> it, which, The Remarkable was never mentioned by name in the entire first season. It's yeah. not until... The radio play. The radio play that yeah. we actually gave the ship an official name. And did you did you know that your character actually makes... Yeah, he talks... He, he tries to get a hold of, of, of you or Lieutenant Jada on the on the communicator before you were cast. What? So it was us just kind of planting one of those seeds in there. That's very cool. I had no idea. There's, there's lots of uh, little... Treasure troves in the expanded universe. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that, uh, yeah, basically, we come up with a whole bunch of stuff and we can't figure out how to use it. You know? <laughs> but it's good. You have it. You have it kind of in the back of your mind, and maybe we'll bring it up later. Or, right. Right. Yeah. Or you guys did work it in. Lucky for me. Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> did you even say that you're you're in the cast? I'm in the cast. By the way, I'm in the cast, guys. Uh, <laughs> is that all I need to say? Oh, right. I, who you I are. play Ensign Ens- Adams. Uh-huh. Um, I fly that mother. Right, you're the ship's navigator. Uh-huh. And, uh, basically, um, I'm a angsty teenage... <laughs> I don't know how yeah, I got this you, job, you're, you're but... basically, yeah, you're basically the equivalent of... You're, you're in uh, the Galactic Union for the GI Bill. And so... Yeah, you're, you're paying for your, like, liberal arts college <laughs> by going on tour here. I kind of wish I knew that before I acted in it. I don't know, maybe we, guys, do... we could do more with that well, later. And after you were on The Remarkable, you uh-huh. plan on going and, you know, finishing college and, and Jen just working at your <gasps> uncle's pet shop. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what would be great? If we revealed that this whole thing is an internship for me. Right. <laughs> like, they, like the they're intern. the only... Right. This is the worst crew in the galaxy. Uh-huh. So the intern is flying it. The, navigating, right. excuse me. Navigating the ship. Right. I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying. So you fit right in with the rest of the crew. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, tell me about tell me about you guys. I want to know. You know, you. I know you guys have known each other for a long time. How old were you when you guys met? 
how old are we now? <laughs> uh, we were in we we met in I think in the third grade, wasn't it? I think so. It was right around there. It was it was grade school. Crazy it was like that. early to middle grade school that we first met. We actually knew each other for a few mm. years, and we were kind of like you know school acquaintances and mm-hmm. like like we would get invited to each other's birthday parties but we didn't really like uh <laughs> it's like, not yeah. that kind of birthday friend like if right. there was only three friends allowed right no but but eight eight yes yes <laughs> it, it was so. it, it really wasn't until nathan moved just across the street from where i live ah. that it, we just started hanging out together right it forced us to be friends yes it was just <laughs> geographic convenience is the first rule of friendship you gotta be close by no mm-hmm. i completely agree that's well, why that's why long distance relationships don't always work out you know what words of wisdom nathan blackwell right here guys um well how did you guys start did you guys start making stuff together right away or were you just like total nerds reading yeah. comic books together what, what what were you doing yeah it, it i mean um we've i've always been kind of a, a filmmaker nerd you know mm-hmm. and and i yeah. say nerd with like a loving right like, nerd is like those are the kind of people i right. want to be around we've taken it back okay um <laughs> we've conquered it but no, yeah, we, I, I mean, that was the age. So I, I, my first films that I made were Super 8. Mm. Um, but as you got older, it became... The age of the camcorder. Right. And so Super 8 was really inconvenient. We didn't have a sync sound system. So we actually never made a Super 8 film together. It was a, we got together once. That was him. That was his old medium. And I would not work in Super 8. It was just <laughs> so passe. It was so Eurocentric. Right, right. <laughs> No, it was actually, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, um, we started doing movies together when your mom, who worked at the school, would... Um... Right, yeah, no, so, yeah, my mom was the art teacher, and oh. so she was able to check out the school camcorder. <laughs> and oh, so wow. And so then we would, it's like, oh, we get it for one weekend, so it'd be like Friday night, you know, we'd be just shooting everything that we could possibly do. Saturday, Sunday, and then it would get returned, and it it was not it was not there were usually not very well structured. There was nothing that was written, <laughs> and a lot of it was actually kind of like skits, like Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah that was that was where we, we would just be okay. We what do we do now? Focus where okay. We don't want to make a a long you know right or wrong long script or anything like that because that's boring. What we want to do is shoot shoot stuff, and so it would just be. We don't want to shoot one thing this weekend like we would do now. It's mm-hmm. let's just keep shooting stuff that pops into our head and just do little skits, and we'll call it like a Saturday Night Live thing, so that we don't have to worry about making them long st- stories. We'll just do stupid joke skits. Now, was it just the two of you, or was it like your brother? No, or... yeah, it, it was it was his brother Jason, and then um, my brothers as well, uh, Logan, and then to some extent Brian. Gotcha. Okay. So then, when did it start to become like? All right, we got to do this for real. Like, this is way too much fun. Um. Okay, so it was... I mean, basically, I did movies all the time, and it was always on my brain, but I, it was one of those weird situations where I was in high school, and, I, and, and, it, and it never occurred to me that I could do movies for a living. Mm. You know, it was always going to be a hobby in your head. Well, you know, I it was it was I like more that. Co- you know, keep that. Right. Well, you know? it, it was kind of one of those things to where it's like, it it's like how do you? It was literally it didn't seem possible. It seemed like it was such a dream, yeah. or like it was like what you mean humans direct movies? <laughs> I thought. You know, it, it was demigod. I mean, and this this was me in high school to where I never thought. Oh yeah, I could do this. You know, it was like literally a switch that someone had to flip in my brain. And um, one of my friends, Gabe Burnham, who said, "Hey, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. We're both gonna make movies. We're gonna do it. We're gonna go, you know, to a special high school. We're gonna go to like, a special college." Is that? Did you go to a different high school? Yeah. And so what I did was I totally I was at this. So this is this was my sophomore year of high school. I was just I was floundering, um, uh, just taking normal classes, and my grades were going down, lower and lower every semester. Um, I think I had like a two point six or something like that. Um, two point two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, and so I went to South Mountain High School, which had this huge video program, and it it, it changed my life. I mean, mm. you know, to running around with a video camera, to having um, a studio with you know th- you know big cameras and edit suites, and it was just it was just you know one of the you know shadowing at South Mountain High School. It was one of the the best days of my life. It was just like wow! It just opened up everything, and 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 Gabe never followed through. <laughs> he changed his mind. Yeah. And and did music instead. Yeah. It but just, yeah. I went to uh, I went to Foothills Academy. It was a it was a private school in, in seventh and eighth grade, and they they were very small. Um, it's like a college prep school. They didn't have the money yet. They didn't have. They were in a temporary facility, but I, it it took one teacher. Yeah. It took one teacher, and you know what? It was an English class. It wasn't even drama or anything like that, but she just, she showed us movies and taught us about stories. It's when you learned learning could be fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when I decided that I wanted to go to film school, and my mom suggested uh, SCC, which is where we met. Right. Um, For for those of you listening, uh, and... Basically to save money. <laughs> yeah. But that, I'm very so glad I did yeah. because they had, you know, it was a small enough place where you can get away with a little bit more, mm-hmm. especially with equipment. Yeah. I mean, it, was it that was, your experience? Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I went to SEC twice. Mm. Um, once when I got right out of high school, we're about 10 years apart. What? Uh, <laughs> and so once I got right out of high school and it was all, it was all 16 millimeter film. Mm. Um, and so I, 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 I met a lot of filmmakers that I still know, uh, that first time. Um, but then I went back in 2007, um, to kind of get my, I had kind of a, a, a down point. So basically I've been making movies ever since, you know, I was 11. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I had kind of this down point where I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff, but then it hadn't panned out and I was kind of floundering a bit. And so I went back to SEC in like 2007 to kind of kick myself in the butt. Mm. Um, and it was a complete success because it, it did exactly that. You know, I met so many awesome people. I was going to say, when I... That's where when I met I'm Adam your, Reaney. Yeah, when I'm, on your, when I'm on your set, I'm just like, well, there's an SEC person. Right. You know, like, just left and right, and these are all people... Right. I really kind of feel like I grew up with, you know? Yeah. And they're all really good, not to just overplug SEC, mm-hmm. but... Right. Scottsdale um, Community College. Yes. Which is... Artichokes. <laughs> Go <Nice>. jokes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's one of the best film programs in the state. Um, and, you know, it, it was just great getting hands-on with all that stuff. And, I mean, I, you know, to be completely honest, I was intimidated and afraid of uh, applying to USC mm. or, you know, uh, UCLA, both because the whole process intimidated me, um, the whole idea of having that debt yeah. Uh, and and uh, in you know in the late '90s, uh, USC had become um, what we know it to be today, to where you had to first get into the school scholastically, and then you get into the film program. Right. And and my grades were still not very good, mm-hmm. you know, and so I didn't have a lot of money, and and again, there there you know to be completely honest, I was intimidated about going out of state. Uh, you know, I just didn't know how I would afford anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I stayed in. I stayed in state. The first thing I saw of yours was uh, "Until the End of Everything." Mm-hmm. Were you a part? Were you part of that, Craig? Um, actually, of all of the Squishy Studios films, and I think that was what the third. Uh, yeah. So uh, "Until the End of Everything" was our uh, seven-minute uh, spy film that we did. It was set like in the nineteen sixties. Um, it's one and... of the best student films I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, maybe Thanks. the best. I love that movie so much. And so, yeah, the the back, uh, the story was basically, um, ba- you know, it was like a James Bond film. Um, but the the joke was is that the story would pause, and the audience is supposed to vote like a choose your own adventure and what happens to the character. However, there actually is no actual choices. The audience is choosing the worst thing Always. that happens. To them. Always gonna choose. So they're torturing Steve. him to death. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was, yeah. It was a fake choose your own adventure basically right. where 
obviously you're going to choose C, which is the most ridiculous far out and uh, write a humiliating novel. thing for the character. Yeah, write the great American, American novel. novel. And yeah. then it's like, what, two years later or something like that? <laughs> right, right. I remember you telling me to, oh, make, guys, make sure to shout out. I'm scared the audience isn't going to shout out. <laughs> But you, but you won a couple awards for that movie too, and you've won a, a bunch at SCC uh, for the SEC Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, what other what other stuff have you guys won? I mean, lots for Voyage Trekkers is is doing pretty well right now uh, with uh, Comic Con, right? Upcoming Comic Con. Yeah, there's there's still a lot of we we won uh, we won at the LA Web Fest, and we also uh, won an award at the Phoenix Comic Con. There's not a lot of um, film festivals for web series at this point should be let's start it let's do it right now okay okay hold on pause the podcast <laughs> <laughs> let's get uh, to work <laughs> but uh yeah so you were saying about until the end of everything oh well of well, that like so there's about <laughs> yeah there's a question about 20 minutes ago for me <laughs> someone interrupted me i got nostalgic <laughs> uh the uh, uh until the end of everything was i think the third when we, but all the stuff we were talking about before was well before Squishy Studios. I mean, it was the the progenitors to Squishy Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Squishy Studios began, I think, uh, in what was it two thousand seven, and that's when it was really all right. Let's try and do this. But everything up to that point had basically been just kind of for for goofs, and uh, up to this point, let's try and make this as good as we can. And that was the third one. And that's the one I probably had the least to do with. <laughs> it was like in the initial uh, concept idea session, I was present and I offered my my two cents and the various things. But beyond that, I really didn't have much to do with that one at all. So, I mean, it was it's a great one, but yeah. it's the one I, I talk about the least because it's the one I had the least to do with. You know what? It put you, it, I'm sorry to say it put you on the map for me. I, I was like, I want to work with this guy. Um, well... So let's talk, let's get back to, you know, obviously you guys have known each other for a while and, and through all of this history and stuff like that, um, you know, when did Voyage Trekkers come up? Um, so, okay, so to, to let's take it all the way back. Yeah, let's, go let's all bring the way it back. back. So, oh, I don't even know what year, um, but yeah, so we had been making movies forever and we've probably had like three different production company names and i was looking for one that actually um kind of reflected the kind of stuff i like to do mm-hmm. and so that's and, and then so squishy studios it was uh, between two choices for the name right <laughs> right it was squishy studios or or what was it super dude production super dude productions <laughs> right. and it was so, really it was seriously like this one's pretty good, but then we could go with this one. It's got oh, projections yeah. in the name. It's right. super dude. And... If you're ever just not proud of something, like uh-huh. on the aftermath, right. you can use the super, super dude, dude projections. We do a porno, right. it's going to be super dude there productions. There you go. Okay. Done. So what happened? I'm not doing a porno. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, never say never. So a, a lot of the earlier stuff um, was very genre based and so it's like you know what we've been making movies forever let's do some of the stuff that we really love you know so let's do you know a spy movie like until the end of everything you know let's i really wanted to do i was chomping at the bit to do a black and white adventure serial and that's what masters of daring was you know what i i've noticed that in your work it is very it is very cool how you're like let's try this kind now let's try this kind i i love genres you know not only not only as a fan of them, but also as a filmmaker, it's fun to learn the new rules of the genre, you ah, know, okay. like a Western has rules, you know, yeah. depending on what kind of Western you go with. But, <laughs> you know, it's like a movie, like the 1940s serials, it had to be, you know, like it was made in the 40s. And so the dialect had to be like that, you know, there had to be the right props or Very at least the, talking the, on the nose. Stuff. Right, right. There at least had to be the illusion of those things. And right. so, um, yeah, we were just always wanting to do a sci-fi, you know, and um, there was never really a budget. I remember um, there was a point when we were going to 
along the um, the forty serial thing, we were going to do a Buck Rogers kind yes. of thing. Yeah, Blast Samson saves oh my Earth. God. So that yeah, that didn't pan out. And it didn't um, pan out. So uh, I was like, okay, we just can't do a sci-fi. There, it's just too expensive. It's too complicated. We just and can't. That's do true. It. This is the most. I mean, expensive and and you know, time sucking up project you've ever done if i'm right right the most involved yeah yeah no well yeah um i i i have directed uh two two features um the the first feature i did um back in 1998 when i was a a wee lad um that was shot on 16 millimeter that took about a year wow um and the writing process took a little longer and then the, uh, what was it called? It was called uh, Forever Midnight. That's not okay. Uh, and it's not available anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, later, uh, before I went to SCC, um, my brother Logan wrote a play. Yeah. Called The Constant Epiphanies of Billy the Blood Donor. And I'm excited to talk to him about that when yeah, we you, do the show. That's great. That's and through that project we met Gabby. Oh, um, okay. And so I directed that because I really liked the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also not available anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got trailers and stuff like that online. Um, but yeah, no, we just, we just picked up a camera and we wanted to do something and I was tired of not making things. Mm. And so, uh, it cost pretty much nothing. We shot it on a DVX 100, which is an SD cam. It's not even on HD. Um, and uh, yeah, it. I forget where I was going, but well, with, oh with yeah, with voice, you, you right? Talk yeah, to Craig and I was like, we gotta write something, or yeah, it, it it was um, so the real the real origin of like the name Voyage Trekkers and like the idea, actually comes from a video game that we that we played the hell out of for a uh, couple of months. I think it was. The right. end of two thousand five, beginning of two thousand six, but it was like for a two three month span, we were both completely obsessed with this computer yeah. game. Yeah, and so it, it, it's, a, it's called The Movies by Lionhead Studios, mm-hmm. uh, where you basically run a movie studio, but you also make movies. Oh, wow. And so a lot of the stuff that we pulled off of, I, I you know, I yeah, I, I got obsessed about it. At this time, I was, I was obsessed with, like, um, online games. Um, not World of Warcraft, but it was called City of Heroes. Uh-huh. And so I, I transferred that obsession into this movie making game and made like like 50 movies you know is that almost like storyboarding for you yeah i mean i can yeah i can even show i can even show you one of the movies i've got it on my phone but it it basically you you make you you come up with a story um you know you've got these 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 uh, they give you like 3d characters yeah yeah. 3d characters and they have like prefabricated scenes yeah like that are kind of random stock scenes where you just plop in the characters and they do whatever Right, okay. angry, you know, and people running out of doors and talking to each other, and you splice them together. So, did you like put together this epic thing and then said, "What if they sucked at this?" Though? <laughs> no, oh. we, no, we made the sucky version you right made away. The sucky version right yeah, away. so, 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 I, I literally made Voyage Trekkers first in this this video game, and that's what it was called. Yeah, and it was called Voyage Trekkers. That's actually where we, could, if you know, probably. What if, year was this? I'm sorry. I, I think it was. I think it was 2006. But were you were you in SC? Uh, that's what I'm, that's my question. Were you at SCC? Where you knew all these people? I mean, did you know no, Gabby? No. Did you know Adam? I mean, obviously, you knew your brother. I knew I knew Gabby at this point. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. Yeah. So no, I so so no. It was one of those things to where uh, until the end of everything, actually, I, I had created the the character in the spy movie. Ethan Hazard mm-hmm. was in a Lionhead the movies movie. That's awesome. To where it was, it was a it was a comedic spy movie, but there was nothing in the actual character that really translated or the story. It was just we created that character, and so when it came time, it's like you know what I want to do the spy movie. I'll just kind of adapt the movie that I made in the movies, and and kind of change it and make it fun and make this this choose your own adventure. So when when we had done until the end of everything, Masters of Daring, uh, normally this weird zombie team building. Um, I you know I was trying to figure out I I I've always wanted to do sci-fi. It's one of those genuine loves, and we never we had done all these other genres, but never sci-fi. We could never find the right thing, and I just said yes, like you know, what if we just did Voyage Trekkers, and then Craig was like, what, <laughs> you know, and then 
it, you know, it was a little ridiculous because all of our episodes were on a, you know, uh, a bridge and things like that, and we couldn't okay. afford that. So you had to start off the right. bridge, and then but, you got on it. But the character, <laughs> yeah, but the characters are very different from the the, the animated movies that we did of okay. them. Okay. Um, the, the the captain didn't have a name. He was more kind of like, how would you describe him? Kind of a blonde. Um, right, right. He was, a, he was a he was an airhead. Yeah, he was sort of he had was a like, mullet. He was a male bimbo kind of right. character. I mean, this sounds exactly like Adam. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, You're so lucky too. You got you got Adam, who looks like the leading man, but right. that is a total goofball. Yeah, and and then on, until the end of everything, that was actually the first time we worked together. So right. he, so he played the the sharp leading man, you know who would play comedy but he 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 you know when he cries in the shower that's i didn't know <laughs> that's I, the first I time never that... met adam at all and at that point and like nathan was just showing me like some some stock footage and there's a couple of different takes and it was impossible to choose which take to use because he goes completely different ways there's one <laughs> he's in the, the shower and he's adam. sobbing and getting right. <laughs> The and then there's another one where he's got this like thousand yard stare. You know, and that's why I love uh, I love watching you, Nathan, direct Adam because you could say something so simple like, "Okay, do it a different way," mm-hmm. and every single time it's different, and you just have built this trust with each yeah, other. Yeah, which which it, it's totally something that was that was built because um, I can remember us not knowing each other too well on until the end of everything. Um, and I didn't know he was as funny as he is back then. Mm. You know, it, the spy movie is, he plays it a lot more straight, and we use that as a source of humor. Right. Um, but, so, having known him and developed him as a friend, then I, I, I wrote Captain Sunstrike for him and for those strengths, because, yeah, as you know on the show, he's a total goofball. Well, getting back to the writing, you guys are a team. Do you take on an episode each? What do you do? Is it random? Is it spin a wheel and see? Not, what not really. In terms of the actual, um... yeah, we we come from totally different. He's a novelist, and I'm a right. screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Right, and I do want to hear about. I do want to hear about. Here, tell me real quick. Process. You guys right. don't write together. No, no. Okay, you write separately, but you come up with a concept together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we, when we're talking about, okay, we need like like. Specifically, like season two. Okay, well, we need to come up with ten episodes for season two. Let's come right. up with some ideas, and we'll brainstorm night after night and, and keep going through these different ideas. And then it's not really like, well, he came up with this idea, I came up with this idea. It's it's we just kind of bounce yeah, off each other and kind of develop each idea as they yeah. come. Yeah, ba- basically, we're the creators of the of the world mm-hmm. of, of the Voyage Trekkers. So we figure out you know why ensign adams is on the ship you know we figure out how did the chief get to his position when he can't seem to do anything right you know where how old is info what was his history and so mm-hmm. we'll develop that and then we'll also develop like you know where we want season two to go um what what what's a you know we've got nine episodes what should the extra episode be mm-hmm. you know and so yeah we'll work it more from a, a, a concept point of view and then i'll, I'll go off and write the screenplays Got it. Okay. So I've written like, two episodes. You have myself, one of which was never aired or <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> or, or films. In the novella, right? right? That's yeah. that's was that. Yes, I've written episode? like yeah. ninety. I, I may have written ten percent of the actual episodes, but I've written ninety percent of the bonus content. Anything that's Got not it. actually yeah. yeah so he yeah he's our, like our expanded universe. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you're talking about, like there is the expanded universe, but even within just those like individual characters, you like how old is info? You have very rich backgrounds it's not that one dimensional so you can always go back and use that right at a that's, later time and that's a lot of fun just like we we we, we knew that there was going to be an ensign adams and so we dropped her name in the radio play even though we didn't know who she was at that point <laughs> yeah and the character grew right. from there and so okay well let's make ensign adams this we'll make her uh we, we won't make her like you know because you can go any any direction you want you can make her like an elderly woman you can make her i'm sorry i'm really glad i'm on the show but that's hilarious wouldn't it be great to have an old man cadet yeah just a handshaking i would like to have an ensign that was like this 80 year old like 
Looks like he's about to keel over. Break their head. You, know, you know what it should be? It should be. And he's like it's a security a, officer oh or something. It, it should start off with, all right, men, we're going in there. Are you all set? And it's just like the worst band of, you know, of... Uh, <laughs> It's of cadets oxy- possible, oxygen, oxygen right? Tank and... It reminds me of of when they um, like the scene in Ed Wood where they're trying to they're they're casting transvestites to replace yes. Bella Lugosi, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's what it should look like. It should just look. They should everyone should look like a sore thumb, <laughs> you know. I just imagine what what is it? Uh, James's character in season two. Oh, Admiral Grissom. He yeah. comes, he's, he's kind of looking over, ju- basically judging them. Yeah, so they've got a boss now. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, Sunstrike's in charge of the ship, but he is Sunstrike's boss. Right. I would have loved to see like an old person with a <laughs> walker just walk right in front of him when Captain Sunstrike's trying to show off. <laughs> Showing off his crew and then yeah. they've got the, the old guy who can't. Yeah. <laughs> just grunting constantly grunting all right cool tell me tell me about that i mean obviously i feel like it's it's getting out every idea you know instead of having to be limited by uh money probably and, and with production and all of that kind of stuff that's uh, the beauty with working exclusively with the written word is yeah. that you don't have to budget for things that's are you insulted the, by this <laughs> well like, like when we were doing the radio play one of the things we were talking about was uh the radio play was before the novella mm-hmm. but it was like okay we can do a lot first we can make it longer than we normally have it mm-hmm. uh we don't have to do a two minute thing we don't do a five minute thing we can make it like 30 minutes and so it can be a full episode. It can have a full story. And uh, one of the things we can do is we'll, well, we don't have to worry about showing. If we want to show, oh, the Vendrexi, they're like giant insect creatures. Right. We don't have to CG anything in there. or right. It's radio. Right. So we just have to make insect sounds or something. And, ah, I'm going to get you. And you know just have funny voices. And it's even more so when you're just using... Just, just completely written word. I mean, you don't get to see it except mm-hmm. in your mind's eye, but the the you can go much, much further um, writing it when you don't have to worry about showing it on a screen. And maybe even more over the top than Voyage Trekkers. Yeah, already. You, you get to cut loose a little bit. Yeah, more. I think voice acting is like the coolest job in the world. <laughs> if I could like do right. a, just a whole, anyways. You, you can do it in your underwear. You can do it in your pajamas. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to comb your hair. Seems like a comfy job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with the novella, um, I can remember it was after the 2012 Phoenix Comic Con. Or actually, I think it was during. It was like between like the Saturday, our Saturday stay and the Sunday stay when we were manning the booths. Uh, Nathan was taking me either before one or after the other. Uh, and uh, we were like having lunch or something, and uh, he says, "Okay, so I got a proposal for you, Craig." <laughs> and I knew where this was going. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I get this like four or five times, uh, you know, a, a month. And uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, Nathan, I'm gonna be busy with my my own novel here. I'm gonna be working on that in the next few months. Right, That's great. Right. It's great. But I just want you to do this one thing for me. I love that you're. Working. I see what you're saying. I, however, <laughs> let me. But, so so he let gives me, redirect me these, that energy. Yeah. He gives me these projects and he kind of packages them as challenges to your great <laughs> greatness. And so one of the things he said, yeah, I know you like to work on novels. So what I want to do is sort of commission you to do a novel, an actual novel, which is what you do and what you like <laughs> to do. And I was still pretty aware. Okay, well, you want me to do a Voyage Trekkers novella, a short novel. And <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> at this point, I had just finished writing the first draft to a, a huge, like, voluminous novel that's the second in a you know five-part series. I was... 260,000 words long. I spent a year and a half laboring over this novel. I was just completely drained by it. I was going to take a month off to kind of recuperate before I began <laughs> editing it. And so I've got this idea, Craig. So Craig, I've got this yeah. idea. Now that you've got some free time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I so, swear you have some connection to all of our calendars. You're just like, <laughs> exactly. He knows, they're not very busy then. Let me tell you, the, wor- the worst thing about filmmaking is schedules. The worst yeah. thing is that you've you you have to bring together so many people and you've got to make the schedules dance. It never gets easier. Mm. You need you need someone to just do that for you. Yeah. Not it. 
I would love to help you, but I'm booked. Okay. Mm. Guess it's just you then, buddy. Yeah, you're on your own. <laughs> but yeah, I spent, that was back in May of 2012. And um, I spent uh, the summer, or a few months out of the summer, writing uh, the novella, Gambit of Chance. Uh, and uh, we ended up, I was taking the route for my novels, my other novels, to publish them as ebooks. And so we were going to use that same medium to publish the Voyage Trekkers novella. And so that was just the concept. Just write a novella. What, what, what do you, and, and the, See, he always complains about having to, you know, constrict himself in the screenplay format. So I thought this would be fun for yeah. him. It's not necessarily constricting myself. <laughs> you're being a friend. You know, you know what? You can, now you're, my, you're the boss now, Craig. My ah, complaint geez. was not so much being constricted to a screenplay format, although I do prefer the novel format. My complaint is always that my ideas were always <laughs> brought before the High Inquisitor, who decided what was good and so, what wasn't good, hmm. and that was what made it through. So I, I ended up having to perform for, for, for Mighty Nathan for the record. before <laughs> now, my stuff could get yes. through. And, and this time around, it was much more of a, okay, Craig, here's the ball. Run with it. You get to choose what the... You can See, say I'm what the novel's friend. about. You you can, and then... I'll look at it when it's done, but you'll get the final yeah. cut. And, and and pretty much all my comments were, this is confusing, maybe you should add something like this, or I feel like we don't want to use this terminology for the world. It was more kind of like what we do before, where we're both kind of co-creating the universe itself. That doesn't sound Except this harsh. time I got to yeah, ignore no. his no, advice. Right. <laughs> ah, okay. I gotcha. Um, now, going into season two... Were you guys just like, I, I mean, you were only going to do the first six episodes, then it became, what, you ten, said nine, yeah. ten. Okay. And then when was it like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to do a second season, guys? <laughs> um, we actually had to pull the trigger a lot sooner than we thought we would, because mm-hmm. Adam was going to move to right. New York, and he's moved, and so we've we've flown him out for the stuff that we've shot. But, um, so he was... Uh, moving in, I think, February of 2012. Mm-hmm. And so... Before my birthday. Right. Yeah. Um, so inconsiderate. I know. <laughs> That's him. Um, so, yeah. So, he was going to... So, I had already been thinking of episodes to do. We didn't have the whole thing written at all. Okay. Um, but, so, okay. So, uh, this is, uh, so season one ends in October of 2011. So then we're shooting season two, or at least the first two episodes that we shoot, only a couple of months later. Wow. Because, um, unless I got the math wrong on that one. No, you're... you're are so, you, bas- are so, you basically so, writing scripts, shooting so we, those ones, writing more scripts, shooting those yes, ones? Yes. Yes. Wow. Like, that's not the, the, that's not the right way that, that first day of shooting... It's not ideal at I all. I think but. that was... It's like a TV schedule. Yeah. Effectively. It was, we had those episodes written, nothing else. We, it was like... Everything else is vague concept. So, okay. so for the timeline, we were shooting these two episodes on the sly as we were doing the Kickstarter as the fundraiser for season two. Mm. So we were at, we were raising money, saying we need your help to make season two, and we were actually shooting two episodes. But I mean, the real money for for that we were raising for the Kickstarter was for the bridge, mm. you know. And it we didn't we didn't set the we didn't set our our. Uh, our goal for what we needed for season two, it was kind of a balance of what we realistically thought we could raise. Yeah. So I, the bridge basically did end up costing as much as we raised, which was four thousand dollars. Wow. And, and and you have pictures uh, like of it being built somewhere for people to see. Yeah, we, I think uh, that's really cool. Yeah, on our Facebook, on our Facebook, okay, there's cool. there's a lot of and um, yeah. So we were shooting two episodes before Adam moved, mm-hmm. and so they were the non-bridge episodes. They were. Right. Uh, they were both outdoor episodes, so they were easier. Okay. Um, so that's actually episode two and three of, of season one. Right. Which I'm not in. No, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you you hadn't... I think I had hinted that you were going to be in the show at that point, but you hadn't technically been cast yet. You hinted to me? Yeah, I think so. Hadn't I? Or no? Was this pre-hint? I don't know. I don't yeah, even remember hard. when you asked. I, th- I think you just kind of told me. 
Right. Hey, I wrote this. <laughs> you know, I right. think, show it you know, off. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to kiss anyone. Yeah, all, all of our. That's like their selling point for right, me. Right. You don't have to kiss anyone. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. You'll be naked, but you won't have to kiss well, anyone. Well, no, that's another one. No naked. Yeah. My mom is a fan. She wants to, she doesn't want to see you doing that. She seriously, like, promotes you guys so much. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's cute. awesome. I love my mom. Love you, mom. Sorry. Anyways. So then, uh, but then we filmed a lot of... Uh, yeah, so so there were, there's technically four phases of production for season two. Okay. There was that, oh my gosh, Adam's moving, we gotta fire <laughs> off these two episodes. <gasps> ah! And then, um, uh, and then we shot, so that was January of last year. Mm-hmm. And then in um, May, we shot, for four more days, we shot actually... A lot of stuff that happens like late in the season, like mm-hmm. seven, uh, some stuff in seven, eight, and and nine. But none of it with the bridge because the bridge had yeah. Been so basically, started. all the non-bridge stuff of the. I see. So so yeah, like I said before, the the last four episodes of of season two is basically a four-parter. Right. That was in my mind was the way we could top our choose your own adventure was not to do another for the season one, but actually to make the what we're topping ourselves is actually to make. A much better story that arcs having these little character arcs and yeah. things like that and, and actually have a lot more action and and story to it you know what i loved about uh coming on set is that i think the weekend before i was helping you guys for whatever build um not doing much again but uh as we're on set there's still building things <laughs> we're filming and then you right. say cut and you hear a <laughs> Hammer, hammer, hammer. Paint, oh, paint, paint, paint. Shooting on oh. one side of the bridge and the other half of the bridge is not even done right. yet. So I guess we'll shoot that tomorrow when it's done. That is just like, you know what? It was inspiring to me. I was like, <laughs> is inspiring guys, the word? <laughs> these guys had a dream. They're making it happen. They're doing everything yeah. they can to make sure it happens. And you have to love it otherwise. Mm-hmm. What the thing I love the most about the bridge is that I got to help design it. But I didn't have to help build it. <laughs> I was so busy writing the novella. So I was on the job. I was writing the novella. Uh, but I did that, that. That's why I was, you know, excused from bridge construction duty. See? So I came back to bite you in the butt. It's the life of the writer. I have to be the brains of the outfit. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed my bridge building experience. <laughs> I got to design every okay, this is gonna be Dr. A station. Over here's the yeah, navigations so, console so and he's he's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, in terms of 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 figuring out the strategy and and Structure. function okay. of that kind of stuff. And okay. we've been doing that stuff for, for for decades to where we kind of make stuff up and invent worlds and things like that. And it's all coming together in my mind now. This right. is making sense. Yeah, yeah so we 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 would go on the whiteboard and say, okay, so what does a what does this bridge in our universe actually need? Because we we would compare, you know, Star Trek bridges and Battlestar Galactica, and we'd look at like actual submarines, oh, and cool. so it'd yeah, be like I a, can a, see that element. And ultimately, it came down to what was something in the vein of what we love, but yet we could put like an inter- interesting twist on it, or we could we could make it just a little different, and so. Well, uh, what can we say about the the bridge? Oh, we we can we can talk. Anything? Yeah. Well, I liked the uh, the the human print. <laughs> How would you describe that? Right, right. The uh, the disintegrated silhouette. Yes, I like that. Uh, that's my cameo, by the way. That's you. Yeah, and and you you put that kind of outline together, and I saw you working on it. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, he's working too. He's not just bossing everyone around. Wow, <laughs> oh, what a my guy. God. You but must really I, be desperate. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also really like the plaque that the kind of plaque. Oh yeah. You had. So yeah, we don't get a good shot of it. Yeah. And, and but that's fine. Let's uh, talk about it now. Uh yeah. So there's a plaque on the bridge, which is like a dedication plaque of when the 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 ship itself was dedicated when it, you know uh, the, the 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 GSV remarkable is 82 years old. Mm-hmm. So it was an 82 year old plaque. But no, it's it's the names of everyone who helped make the bridge. So yeah, guys, look out for that when you're watching season two. That's I think that's one of the great touches that really big fans of the series will particularly appreciate. It's like in Star Trek, you never get to read that plaque either on TV. Yeah. I mean, 
there's never like something where they zoom in. Or, I don't know. Maybe in the entire franchise, they might have zoomed in at one point. But uh, the, the the closest I get, I can think of is where where Picard is like stalling for time. He walks yeah, over, he walks over and he cleans it off a bit. But you know it's there. And, right. But also in that tradition, their plaque was made from the people who started the show. Mm. It was the, that really was the names cool. on there too. I really that was right next to my station. Right to the right and, of the door. And I love if you're coming kind in, kind of look over and look at. I mean, I I just think that's cool. I love little you know details like that. You guys cool. and the bridge really is covered stuff. with details like oh, that. There's this huge so section we, we didn't even get, get to. See. There's this there's this this section that we didn't even get to film. What 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 section? In like the the burnt out area by the chief. There's oh. all this stuff. Oh, is it the, Chiefs? The Chiefs kind the of Chiefs, section, the, the damage control section, like the right. stuff that's which is just beyond it. Dr. Reina's, it. and, uh, and yeah. it's just a, I, I love how Dr. Reina's section uh, to the captain's right it's is is just this beautiful it's exactly. It looks like it's, it's her. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is sciency and it's pristine <laughs> and it's Perfect. very Dr. Reina. And then yeah. on the opposite side of that, on the captain's left, is the uh, damage control damage control station, which is in fact. Quite messed up. It right. is. It looks like the, makes sense for chief. Right. It looks right. like a car garage sort of dirty you, workstation. Yeah. You guys did uh, develop the stations for each character. Or, uh, I mean, not all of them, but you definitely uh, put elements of the character within definitely. those stations. Yeah. It's like cubicles. Yeah, I, I, Logan, Logan uh, Commander Powell right. doesn't really get. He doesn't get too much Spartan. because it's it's a, it's a very but the other station like like Jade is is very. Jada, if you're wondering what Jada does on the ship, he is, um, I don't know if we figured out what his official title was. Uh, uh, yeah, right. The but he's basically at the operations. He is, yeah. he, is, he is the operator of the ship in okay. that he, he he keeps the ship's systems going and he keeps ship communications flowing. Mm-hmm. So his, his station back opposite of yours, Jenna, um, on the other side of that looks like it's a telephone operator's booth. It's just... Covered with right. like, dials oh and switches and stuff. I just it's, so, yeah. that into it's very, it's Absolutely. very so, yeah. like, sort of. He basically is in charge of relaying all the information from the bridge and the and to the different bridge. stations and departments throughout the ship. Right. Well, I liked my station because it told me more about the character. Well, yeah, yeah, we. I don't know what it was, but we decided to turn yours just into. Into an office, yeah. into an office cubicle. The office yeah. cubicle of a young woman who is obsessed with like ponies and unicorns yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I had little. Versus... I think I'm the only person on the ship that has a calendar. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably a, a oh. very outdated calendar of for, for the timeline of, of <laughs> right. what the show is supposed to be taking place. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> an antique calendar from right. ancient Earth. Yes, I'm right. a collector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, anything you guys, you know really really want to do uh with the show or or like if you just unlimited okay unlimited budget yeah Ooh. um what is like first number one thing i i would say the the first thing on my list would be to build more of the ship because in my mind the the most fun is is actually um creating their home that they and making more even more of a story with it because um what we haven't even been able to get into season two is that the GSV Remarkable is 82 years old. It's been around for forever. And so it has eight decades worth of right. <laughs> of, of, of terrible stories, tragedies, people gone missing, <laughs> rebellions. Yeah. And and it's just this it's just this wonderful, um, junky little story, you know? And so I would love to have more of the character of where they live like you know oh we can't go on this deck because it's filled with radiation oh the, yeah, so be, <laughs> just it, closing off section right, right. by section there, like, <laughs> like you you open you finally pry open this door and there was someone like barricaded in there for 20 years <laughs> you know it's <laughs> skeleton with a laser rifle and yeah. You know, and like yeah like a, yeah and so i would love to tell more of those kind of stories if if we had more money oh god okay mean I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, in that would be great to pay people. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> that would be sweet. Very nice. <laughs> I, yeah, guys. I mean, uh, it's incredible. That, and I think it's just because of your passion for it. Um, I mean, that's why I. That's why I wanted to be involved. Um, but you, you get things for free. How 
do you do it? Um, well, you, you know. You give away all your secrets. Right. But. Well, I, you know, we, we, we treat people nicely, you know. Um, we're very appreciative. And a lot of the stuff, they're actually coming to us and wanting to be involved. And it was, it was certainly, you know, we certainly, you know, to clock back to 2007 when Squishy Studio started, you know, Lords of Dragonhoth had um, a crew of two and we had like a, a you know, like a, a boom mic taped to like a, you know, broom. <laughs> we didn't have anything. And, and yeah. so this has been the, the long slow accumulation of the the stuff that we enjoyed it and we want others to well, and you've been you've been working towards it it sounds like you've you've worked very hard for this and right. for people to be like oh, oh he does you know that's really good what? quality things and they can do it on this budget like i want to be right. part of that and show it off yeah that's been the coolest that's been the coolest thing one of the things i love about squishy studios in general uh in Void Direction in particular, but in general, Squishy Studios, like Nathan said, when we started with Lords of Dragonhoth, it was a very small, very tight mm. uh, group, but then, you know, saw what we did. Okay, let's do something a little better. And I got a few more people. Oh, I thought that was great. So let's build up. Mm-hmm. But we built up more and more, and we've <laughs> kind of developed this this family yeah. Of, yeah. of people, of actors, of crewmen, of people who know how to do stuff. And they're willing, to, like you said, they're willing to work mm-hmm. for free. They're willing to sacrifice their weekends, their weekdays. They're willing to work yeah. all night, work all day, work in terrible weather. And there's this element of like you know trade service. I mean, Nathan worked on uh, a, a couple things of mine in the art department. You mm-hmm. know, like I know it, it, you just kind of do it. It's like, well, you know what? He's really good at this, or she's really good at this. I'm gonna need to use that later. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll help them out. You know, it's yeah. a it's it's a small community, but it's. It's right. Kind of yeah, I think the, the yeah the family aspect of it mm. has been one of the most rewarding, you know, because I mean, you don't. That's the thing. We don't tolerate people um, who who misbehave. You know, it gets really old really fast. Yeah, we don't really have any prima yeah. donnas or. Film, yeah, filmmaking is so difficult already. The hours are so crazy that you know if if we're not enjoying it at least as best we can while still getting there our yeah, day done because i yeah because you know yeah. i don't want to necessarily paint the picture that that it's you know that we're lackadaisical it's extremely mm-hmm. fast-paced it's extremely under the gun but everyone i mean we basically had the the most extreme shooting day that we've that i've i can remember while shooting the bridge we had to just crank out an insane number of setups for our very last day of photography mm-hmm. we were just going and going and going and going and it was nuts and to everyone's credit because it was really stressful mm-hmm. no That's one true. no one broke no yeah. one no, no one no one was screaming at each other or anything no like one that. lost there's, their temper there's never any no one threw in the towel there was there was you know everyone was extremely awesome and i'm incredibly grateful Aww. Um. Well, do you think we could uh could could plug some uh sure stuff right now? Yeah. Is that okay. So, I want to talk about you know obviously you've got the website, uh you've got uh you have your Squishy Studios website, but then right. also you have a Voyage Trekkers website, and basically those are both those names dot com. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got the yeah. you got the cool domain names. Two so. Ks and Voyage Trekkers or Trekkers is yeah. two Ks. So yeah, um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, also check out uh, our Voyage Trekkers channel on YouTube. We originally started off on the Squishy Studios channel, and right. then I, I moved us to the Voyage Trekkers channel. It um, became a, it, right, it's almost become its, its own monster. Huh? Right, exactly. And so <laughs> and so subscribe to the Voyage Trekkers channel for the the new Voyage Trekkers stuff. Okay. And yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, Twitter. Um... Oh, Craig, you should plug your yes. Um... Don't forget. Uh, Void Trekkers Gambit of Chance is available on iBooks. It's also available on Nook. Both of those it's, for free. Yeah, except yeah. On Amazon Kindle, it is also available, but it's ninety nine cents because just because we couldn't do it for free, so we got it as cheap as possible. But yeah, yeah Craig has his own um, author uh, Facebook page. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So, Craig so, Michael Curtis. It's on Facebook dot com, and uh, it's my author's page. <laughs> you can find also on uh, on iBooks. And uh, Nook, you can also find uh, a few of them, my works, Famous Adventurers, Correspondence School, uh, and also <laughs> Elefante Bianco. 
and uh, in a few months you'll be able to get, or even a few weeks, uh, you'll be able to get uh, my fantasy adventure series, which is called uh, Into the Realms. Uh, the oh, first yeah. two books will be out. First book is already out. Second book will be coming out as well. Uh, and if you want to find any of this, you can just look up, look it up under Craig Michael Curtis, and yeah, go to my my on Facebook the, page, CraigMichaelCurtis.com, and you'll keep hearing announcements from me <laughs> about when my books come out. I love it. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think for me, what's really cool, uh, going just going on your Facebook page because you, I'm on it so much, like everyone else in the world. Um, you you post things all the time. You've got uh, pictures and exclusive clips, and maybe some behind the scenes yeah. stuff, like all that stuff. So it it really is fun to be a fan of of Voyage Truckers. Personally, I that's what I cool. Think. Well, we do a lot of things. I mean. We obviously, for like Gambit a Chance, we obviously didn't do it to make money. Yeah. Uh, because it's for the Either that or we're idiots. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but we, we want to do a lot of treats for the fans who want to go deeper into the world. You know, I mean, I mean, this podcast is not going to go out to hundreds of people. It's only going to go to our super fans. It's only going to go to the people who, who really want to learn more about the show. And so... And we're we, gonna we're gonna do some more. We're gonna do uh, the brothers Blackwell, I believe. Right. Which hopefully we can get a Lo- a Logan and you and, and Brian together and right. and, just... and you're gonna go one on one with the actors. Uh, one on one with the actors and have some girl time with Gabby. Have some uh, Adam time with Adam, where he's just gonna talk and I'm just gonna listen because he's funny. Um, so, I'm gonna talk to Logan about his play. That's right. for sure. Um, hopefully we can get some other people. I don't know. Cool. I mean, maybe this is the first time they're hearing about it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> this, this is the first first podcast. So, so uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, there's going to be a lot more. They're all. It's going to all coincide with uh, with season two. So, cool. Thanks for listening. One more thing. Yes. And maybe you can put it back here. Is there any way, like, if people want to contribute to the show or if they have anything like... You know, I don't know, money or hey, I have a craft services. Oh sure, that. yeah. And if people want to contact us um, on the Voice Trekkers website, there's a contact form. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to donate to us, there's also a donate button. Uh, we also have some some cool swag if you want to buy in our store. We've got uh, the season one DVD and we've got posters. And you'll be at Comic Con this year, right? Yes, and so that'll be fun. We've got a panel and a screening, and we'll be we'll be sharing a booth. Um, with another web series, Manticosa. And so, yeah, we'll be out in force. So please, if you're around, come say hi. All right. Um, I'm Jenna Scarborough. This has been uh, the Voyage Checkers podcast on the bridge. Thanks for listening.